My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to a special episode, as always, of the Oddscast podcast of Don Leo, alongside Joe Dolera, producer Corey. Terry takes anyone going once, going twice. Uh, Terry takes is uh, not with us today. He has has some sort of medical issue. I don't know if we're going to be able to opine on it because HIPAA, you know. <laughs> As your producer, so, don't don't get into the don't do the HIPAA. Okay, you'll get impeached no, if you do the HIPAA. Don't do the HIPAA. No HIPAA. The, uh, but it's, I always thought the HIPAA, like the the that medical thing, was like the the hippo. I don't even remember when this was, but I just remember getting a sponsored T-shirt at a Yankee game, and there was a big hippo on the back, and it was blue. I don't remember the brand though. That's the story. <laughs> Sorry. Cut so that. so it's it's just Joe and I this week, and we're gonna be talking some NBA, talking some NFL. It's week ten. Um, we're gonna do just a just a nice, concise, give you what you need episode for you to go win some money this weekend. Um, Joe, I, I hear you have some news in regards to your Action Network uh, employment slash freelance content. Yeah. yeah, no, we uh we have some cool news. Uh, we will be doing some video content, uh, coming from the Action Network. So keep an eye out for that on the socials. Um, it's, my understanding is it's going to be uh kind of like a, a video game guide or uh, not not guides of video games, but um you know a video uh of my analysis of some games, maybe some props. Uh, even some team analysis. So I'm sure you'll get to hear me be passionate about the New York Knickerbockers now um, and see my facial expressions while I'm doing so. So it should be a lot of fun and uh, keep an eye out for that. I think it'll happen soon. I'm wondering if they're going to send me like cool video equipment or not, but uh, if not, I got a ring light. So we are here. And now you can put all the uh, the good recommendations and pods and recs to use, like uh, conditioner and yeah, lotion and things that make you look good. So, congrats yeah. to you. I'm gonna have to uh, gonna have to make sure my hair is done all the time. So we'll be good. <laughs> I gotta have to do something besides these pink curtains behind me, though. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, you might <laughs> you need to set up. Well, so like, I actually, this is you know, I don't want to get too much into this, but the the. A lot of the guys who do the gambling content on video, they're usually doing it from like a home office. Yeah. And it looks kind of the same. Like there's a lot of people that just have like your traditional sports memorabilia, maybe some posters looking like more like a college dorm room than anything else. So I would just say maybe uh, do something different. Dude, I was thinking about hanging up the diploma. Just like that's the only <laughs> thing in the background. <laughs> I was like, that could be funny, you know? Yeah, or you can pull like that. And uh, I don't think Woody Page has this uh, uh, copyright or anything, but like a little whiteboard and you like change the message every day. Yeah, that could work. Uh, I was thinking, I was like, do I do it in like a suit? Do I do it in a tank top? Uh, like, how do we do this? You know, or do I just wear whatever? So I got a, got a meeting on Friday. I'll find out a little bit more, um, but it should be, it should be pretty exciting stuff there. So looking forward Congrats. to it. Congrats. What's 
What's your uh, take on the NBA since the last time we spoke? This the Warriors are so fucking good. <laughs> the Warriors are crazy good. Um, they're they're nuts. Like if you don't have a bet on them to win the title, I'm not even kidding. Like you don't have to pause this because it's audio, but like go to your app and bet on them to win the title. They are so fucking good. And I'm very curious to see how they are when Clay Thompson comes back because Clay Thompson's skill set is even off of this injury. I think he's going to, he's going to be a contributor right away. He's still an elite shooter. I don't think that that is failing him anymore. Uh, while his defense might not be as good, I mean, they like it's just more depth for them. And then, like I had mentioned before, I'm very excited to see James Wiseman when he comes back after working with Jokic's uh, old trainer. Maybe he taught him how to have a little extra moxie and like hit people in the back after getting shoved a little bit. So um, that is a thing. But I, I'm very curious to see that. I think the Warriors are awesome. I think that the Miami Heat are very good. Do I like them in the NBA Finals? Absolutely not against almost every single team that's in the West. But I do think they could get there. And then uh, my Knicks, the Knicks second quarter, uh, with the Knicks are in the second quarter right now. I gave out Knicks second quarter. They are up 18 to 12 with two minutes and 48 seconds to go in the second quarter. This has been, I hope I don't jinx this. This has been like the best bet in basketball they are eight two and one straight up in the second quarter and i can't recommend it more their their bench is just so deep that they're able to really maximize that in the regular season because most bench units play significant minutes in the second quarter um so definitely something to keep in mind and uh the other thing is like scoring is just down overall and a lot of it has to do with the fact there's not as many three-point fouls being made. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard had a statement that he gave out the other day, and he was like, you know, I really didn't think the rule change was going to affect me, but, like, this is crazy. Like, I'm getting fouled. And, like, <laughs> you watch, when you watch the video, it's literally him just doing, a, like, in, like, the one series against, like, the Lakers. It's literally just him just doing a million non-basketball moves. They're, like, just chucking the ball up after he was fouled on the floor, and they were calling it a three-point sh uh, shooting foul. So this is really hampered some offenses. But, um, you know, you still see some of these elite offenses, like the Warriors, the Jazz, the, the Sixers have been surprisingly good, but I expect some regression uh, there based on shooting. And, like, even the Knicks have been crazy. So I, the, some of these offenses have been still been able to put up points, um, but scoring generally has been down this year. But fans seem to like it. Uh, the games are more enjoyable to watch, and they're only about, like, two and a half hours now instead of pushing three. Well, I saw a take and I, I agree with it, even though I've watched uh, zero to little basketball this year, uh, but it, but it sounded, but it sounded good and it made sense in my head. It was that because there's not a lot of foul calls earlier in like the third quarter, the fourth quarter isn't just free throw contest. So yeah. like it's because people aren't, you know, teams aren't getting into the bonus as quickly there's a little bit more action as opposed to the last four minutes, just being, you know, free throws, every other possession. So I, I think that yeah. might be why, and that, that was it, you know, that was the, the, the theory that people were more likely to tune in to 
a game because they're not tuning into a free throw contest down the stretch. And I, I thought that was good. I, I can't really speak to the to the validity of that theory, but it sounded good nonetheless. I think it's true too, though, because I mean, when you have these games that are stacked, like the ESPN game nights or you know, like the TNT games where you have the one game that leads directly in the other, if you tune in and it's the fucking like last three minutes for 40 minutes, it's annoying. Like it's not like an enjoyable watch. So um, it's like funny if you're telling, you know, your significant other, or like if you're a kid and you're telling your parents like, Oh, like there's only three minutes left, but like, it's not fun for any other real purpose besides just taking forever. So um, if I'm going to give out a bet right now, literally just go and bet the, Golden State Warriors to win the title. And uh, Evan Mobley also looks awesome for Rookie of the Year. Um, I would keep an eye on it, but um, he's been playing very, very well. Um, He was so good in college. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be – I thought that he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to put up the numbers. And he's putting up the numbers, which is what's going to get him votes. Um, So it's very very interesting. Um, Take a look at that, too. But Warriors, you have to bet. It. You just you just need a position in your portfolio. So um, two things I want to transition to before we go um, into the world of the NFL. One is you brought up ESPN and, and their broadcasts. Um, Producer Corey, I want to get your opinion here. Um, the NHL has contracted with ESPN for a ton of game content. Um, it's weird. Sports centers now tweeting out hockey clips and it's not the sports center C E N T R E in Canada. It's like the actual American sports center. It's tweeting out hockey clips and people are like, what the fuck is this? Um, what is they the can hockey? Act- <laughs> because they can, you know, they can, they can act like now that, uh, you know, that hockey exists because they can make money off of it. But what's happening now is that they are playing games on um, ESPN plus and the devils have been on ESPN plus twice. And I don't know about you, but I kind of hate it. So I don't hate it for one very specific self-centered reason. Comcast did not reach a deal with MSG. And so I can't watch the Devils if they're not on ESPN. <laughs> that's that, that's oh, it's good for me. That's that's fair. I just like the Devils are one of the only two teams in major power four sports that I watch like every game of. And I, I think it kind of has become like baseball to me where it's like I like the familiarity of like having it on and like listening to the the broadcasters that I know, like when I'm, you know, when the Mets play on ESPN, I'm like, these guys suck. Like bring me back, uh, Gary, Keith and Ron. And then like yesterday I was watching the devils score a touchdown, putting a, putting a beating on the, on the Florida Panthers, seven to three first loss in in regulation of the Panthers season. Um, These, the announcers were terrible. I was like, I want Kanj and Danny. I want Kanj and Danico. And like, they were mispronouncing like devil's players names. They were calling, uh, Jesper Bratt, Jesper Brat. <laughs> yeah, that's it's they're heretics, all of them. They should not be worshiping in my church. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh the ESPN, from what I've heard, they could take a class or two. Or uh, you know, <laughs> maybe talk to some vets from other networks if they want to seem like somewhat competent at their job. 
Yeah, I mean, the show yeah. itself, like like the TNT show or the version of that seems to be good. But like, I, and, you know, the, the ESPN Plus content, I have not watched Hulu uh, live sports, even though we started getting bombarded with those commercials like two years ago. Um, I was actually just watching uh, the Lady Crusaders of Western Massachusetts on ESPN Plus on Hulu. Okay. They were losing 12 to 7. But, I mean, no glitches. I'm sure there's a delay. But, yeah. I mean, quality-wise, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I, you know, I just want to get your take on that. I don't think that the ESPN Plus is necessarily a bad thing. For hockey, I just kind of miss my my hometown announcers when it's on. But the, the product is good itself. Like, even, you know, we don't have great Wi-Fi living up in the mountains. But it's uh, – we, there's there's no – issue as far as streaming live sports, which is an improvement. Second thing I wanted to transition to is college basketball. We talked about um, Chet Holmgren, which is uh, he's a freak, which is like the, the one of the worst basketball names of all time. Um, it sounds like a, like a redneck, like sounds like a redneck basically. Um, but Chet Holmgren looks like a stud. Um, with his seven foot, 195 pound frame and Gonzaga uh, put a beating on some, some really bad team. But I, I wanted to just touch base on like what I'm seeing a lot of in what I call trademarked the Sharposphere quote unquote with all of like the new gambling content creators and the gambling and analysts that are populating amongst Twitter and, and giving out picks. I like to call this the sharpest fear. So in the sharpest fear, I'm seeing a lot of people love Purdue. Like everyone's like, Oh, like Purdue is awesome. Purdue's going to be like, you know, the, the sexy pick to win the, win the NCAA tournament. Um, oh, like I got them like back on this date. Oh, well, I got them back on this date. So it's like everybody's like kind of chiming in. I just want to remind people that the Big Ten has not won a college basketball championship since 2002. Like it's been almost it's going to be 20 years, I think. Um, I'll double check that, but I, it's it's coming up on 20 years since Michigan State won the won the NCAA tournament. And until that happens don't pick a big 10 team to win the tournament. <laughs> like it's and every year they look so good on, on Ken Palm. They look so good in the advanced analytics, especially Purdue. Purdue has burned me so many fucking times in the last five years that I think they're always like this, like sleeper final four pick. And they end up losing in like round one to a 13 seed, which I think happened last year. So I know they're going to look good. They're already number four in Ken Palm. But I am not buying Purdue, even if they go, you know, 25 and four, because the Big Ten just can't win a college basketball championship. I don't know why that is, but we're we're trend buyers here, I think, at least in, in college basketball. Um, and again, I would really, really advise against not betting a big 10 team to win the college basketball tournament, um, NCAA tournament. 
any at any point until it actually happens. So that means looking at the Ken Palm Tom 10, Michigan, number two, Purdue, number four, Illinois, number five, a team that, again, I like, you know, almost talked myself into betting last year to win the NCAA championship. They lost to, I believe it was, what was that really good eight seed team that they lost to? Uh, Loyola Chicago, which was a very good Ken Palm team. Number five, Illinois, add on them. So any of those three teams, don't look at them. Ohio State 13, don't look at them. You know, we'll talk. I don't think right now is the time to talk about the the NCAA tournament and the teams that we're buying, especially because now like the non-conference schedule is, is, is really in a state of flux. Like teams are really not playing good good teams now um, in college basketball in the opening month. So we'll talk about it maybe next week, give our picks just kind of like our, our big futures bet. Uh, maybe get on some some conference futures on a, on a, on, a, on weak conferences, um, but that's that's just my take at this point. Don't fall in love with Purdue just because the sharpest fear is talking about falling in love with Purdue. That thank you, welcome. You know, thanks for listening to my TED talk. Joe, yes, are you ready to go into the NFL? We're here. All right, it is. Week 10 in the NFL last week. Um, I went two and oh last week. I don't know what, what you did. I think you went, I went one in. I think I went one and one and the Ravens like almost backdoored it for me. So uh, yeah, that was a, that was a frustrating game for uh, eat, honestly. Well, I mean, they gave up a kick return for a touchdown at the beginning of the second, second half, which really yeah. just put them behind the eight ball for covering a, six and a half point spread. Um, biggest thing, biggest takeaways from the NFL week, not that we did not know already. So I'm not talking about like the Bengals are, are not good. We knew that going in and we said, hammer the Browns. They, they won big. Um, we talked about the Patriots being probably a little bit better than people think beating the Panthers. We did that. We already knew that. So if if you want to go back in time, go listen to that. What I am most surprised about is the Titans beating up on the Rams on Sunday night football. Dude, I like can't get over the fact that the Titans like might still be good. So this is just, I'm saying this publicly because the Titans are seven and two. They're moving up in the DVOA ranking. So it's not like they're, they're sitting now low 20, you know, low 20th in DVOA bottom third of the league, which they were when they started winning these games, but now they're starting to actually climb up and starting to play some efficient football to where now they're, they're uh, 14th. So I'm just going to say, be wary of the Titans because they're ranked ahead of teams like green Bay. They're ranked ahead of teams like Kansas city, uh, Los Angeles chargers, I, I still would be very, very careful in how you look at Tennessee, um, you know, especially because I'm a, you know, I, I agree with you that Derrick Henry is probably the only running back that quote unquote does matter. But, you know, Ryan Tannehill has shown ever since he came into Tennessee that he's, he's a pretty good quarterback. So I'm kind of just, you know, staying away from Tennessee and not fading them at this point. So that's, that's the, the one thing I was most surprised at. The other thing is that the Cardinals, it's not so much the Niners are bad. 
The Niners are Owen Ford home. They lost to Colt McCoy at home. <laughs> yeah, that's something else. But like, I don't think the Niners are technically that bad. I just think the card. So I, I think what's happening in terms of the 49ers analysis is people are thinking that the 49ers are very bad, but I think it's more so that the Cardinals are really fucking good. Yeah. And the data says that like, they are now the number one team in DVOA. Now that the bills have kind of, kind of had a few hiccups the last couple of weeks, especially last week where they lost to Jacksonville and NFL teams lose games. That's, that's our, that's our big thing. There's not going to be this like huge upheaval, like, Oh my God, like there's no good team in the AFC. Like I can't believe that the bills lost to another NFL team, like NFL teams lose games. It's a very hard thing to do to win week in and week out and get up for games, especially when like two drives can determine like the whole entire game. So yeah. Be wary of that talk, too, because everyone's like, oh, the Bills suck. Oh, the Cowboys suck. Like, no, the NFL teams have bad weeks. That 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 happens. But the number one thing I want to take away from, like, this, this sky is falling kind of thing is that the Cardinals are actually very good, and they might be the best team in football, arguably, when, when Kyler Murray is healthy. They're just very complete. So that with that in mind, let's go into week 10. We're going to do the same thing, Joe. We're just going to pick a couple games ourselves, but I just wanted to mark a few games that I'm very intrigued in this, this week um, with some teams that are kind of in the playoff hunt, kind of like show me games for, for each team. Uh, The Brown, the Browns at the Patriots is the first game I'm going to flag. All right. Um, There no running backs. (laughs) A lot of, a lot of running back injuries. I mean, they really only have the Browns. I think only have uh, Dernis Johnson on their roster right now as a running back. So, I mean, if you're looking for some props, definitely, uh, definitely an angle. But, but uh, these two teams are five and four, um, right in the thick of the uh, AFC wild card hunt. Uh, the Browns are only two games back in their division. The Patriots are only a half game back in their division. So this is just something I want to I want to look at because again, I think the Patriots might be a little bit better than people think, um, but they did just play a quarterback that they've owned. I think Sam Darnold is now like zero and five against the Patriots with like one touchdown and eleven interceptions or something like that. He's going puckering going into that match. Yes. So, but that's that's one game I'm kind of interested to see um, how the teams look. Um, the other game. <clears throat> that I'm I'm so tempted to take the dog here, even though I've said to just stay away from fading this team, is the Saints and the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I I was I was also looking at this game. I honestly, if this might sound crazy, if Taysom Hill was the quarterback, I probably would take the fucking Saints. Yeah, I mean another anomaly is the uh if the season were to end today, the Atlanta Falcons would be a playoff team. And they are, I think, 30th in DVOA. They're not but, good. But, uh, you know, it's just the wizard. The, the wizard of uh, FedEx FedEx Field, even though they don't play in FedEx Field. But uh, he is the heir to FedEx and Arthur Smith. And I, I just, you know, that's that's another game that I'm, that I'm really interested to see. Um, and then... It's pretty much it. I mean, the Packers are just I, I, the Rogers thing is just like a dumpster fire. 
PR wise, but I don't know if, you know, there's, there's link, there's rumors that they're, that they might sign out all Beckham. I doubt he'll, if they do, um, he'll play this week. Um, but the Seahawks, what is, what are you holding up? The fucking football card with Aaron Rodgers wearing a mask. (laughs) (laughs) That's a novelty item. Oh man. They, uh, I sent it in, uh, our group chat, there is a, there's one with Aaron Rodgers wearing a mask. And then there's a Henry Ruggs one uh, that is full throttle. Like with the speed, oh my like God. speed miles per hour on it. So Yikes. really, uh, really just crazy, crazy that those cards, uh, the way those aged rapidly. Um, but I do, I'm also like, I don't know what to think about some of these games. One of which, and I think this game is very important, is obviously the Chiefs and the Raiders. I don't think that the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense is just not good. Like they're not like, and I don't really think what I think Mahomes is like, he's, he's obviously amazing, but he's continuing to just like not adjust. And I feel like he's doing the thing or he's not doing the things that Brady and Manning and even Rogers to some extent like do, which is actually check down and just take what the defense is giving you. Um, And he's like refusing to do that and really continuing to try to just throw the ball down the field. And it's actually made it, I think, relatively easy for defenses to defend him. They don't have to blitz him. And then they just drop in coverage because they know he's not going to throw to Kelsey on like the eight yard route. And he just wants to bomb it to like, Hardman or Hill or something like that. So until he does that, this offense is like totally fucked because they can't run the ball. Um, and like their defense is awful. So they're trying to get all these chunk gains to like put up a lead or, you know, put up some points, but um, they have to, they kind of got to move a little bit slower, I think. Yeah. I mean, if, if you had to like, get me to bet on an AFC West team to win the division. I don't know who I would pick because all these teams are kind of in flux. I don't think the Chargers are as good as people think. Um, the Chiefs, like you said, are are in crazy amounts of disarray on both sides of the football. And then the Raiders are in disarray just because they seem to lose a player every other week to some sort of off the field incident. Um, <laughs> but this brings, this is a good segue. Cause this is going to be my first recommended pick of the week. Um, this team. And if you are counting and following along, <laughs> there's only one more team in the AFC West that sits at plus 700 to win the AFC West. And I know everyone kind of thought that they were giving up on the season when they traded away Von Miller, but defensively, I still think they're good. Um, I, I, I think they're a little pesky, especially at, at home. Um, and then you got Teddy Bridgewater who looks pretty healthy now has a full, full kind of array of weapons to, to deal with, with uh, Jerry Judy coming back. And they're going to be my pick of the week um, here, minus two and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Um, there's a two and a half on FanDuel right now. It looks like the line's going to go back to two and a half. The Eagles have been a very popular team betting wise, and I never really liked them this year. 
I think that Hertz is better than people think. Um, but I just don't think the team is in a really good position um, with their skill position players. They started to run the ball a little bit more, which I think helps them. Um, but I just think that this is a total smash spot uh, with a team traveling to the West coast, playing in high altitude, um, especially with a quarterback who likes to run and scramble around. Um, I think the Broncos, like I said, they're, they're getting healthy at the right time. They have a, a good amount of weapons. The Eagles secondary really isn't that great. Um, and then I think that they're not going to be able to stop a, the, the, the Broncos running game and B that, that tandem of Judy Sutton, Patrick, um, you know, I, it just seems to me like in the season, the Broncos are trending up. The Eagles are kind of plateauing, trending down. And I, you know, at the beginning of the season, the Eagles were, were my favorite under bet of the season. Um, so I'm going to double up and cause I really need them to lose this game. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Broncos minus two and a half, but I do think that the Broncos take care of business here. That's going to be my first pick. All right. Yeah. And I mean, the, aren't the Broncos. And, and I would, I would maybe throw a little bit on Broncos plus 700 to win the AFC West at this point, because like I said, the division's in flux. I think you can make a solid argument for any one of those teams to win the division. So why not take the one that's giving you seven to one odds? Yeah, that's fair. I um, I'm turning to the the Thursday night game actually, and I'm gonna shit on Terry's Dolphins while he's not here to defend them. Um, if Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback, this is this is nuts. Like you're getting the Ravens at a touchdown. Um, it was I think it was at only six and a half a little bit earlier in the week, but I love this Ravens minus seven pick. Um, even if they fall behind, I'm not like overly concerned. Um, the issue for the issue for this is really like the Ravens secondary is their weakness. And I don't think that Jacoby Brissett or Tua can really exploit that. Um, and Tua is probably not even, he's probably not even going to play. So you got Jacoby Brissett. It's like, are we, do we really think that that's going to be the problem? And then even then, you know, the Ravens have been awesome. Uh, I think with like, even if they are trailing at any point, Lamar is just a cheat code. So I think that this is a good spot for them. You're getting, it's only a touchdown. And uh, I know that they have a couple of injuries there, but you know, they're really, realistically their best running back even is Lamar. And even without uh, Ronnie Stanley on the line, I think they're still going to be able to cover this touchdown, uh, touchdown spread. So I like them here. I think the Ravens are just, better than the dolphins flat out and like you're obviously but and then you're only getting this out you're getting it at a touchdown so um i think it's a good a good spot and uh i trust them to cover this number yeah i mean the number is scary but the dolphins just i mean that was another sharpest fear that was the that was the the game you lost on last week was the texans over the dolphins which i didn't really like um the two teams are just garbage. <laughs> like, and I didn't really think that, uh, you know, that they, that there was going to be a lot of um, points. I, I, yeah. I, I just like, I, I just didn't like the game. It's like, I, I don't want to, to be placing my, my hard earned capital on a team that's, you know, one and seven or whatever they were, even if they're playing another two and seven team. Um, so, I, you know, it's, it's, 
it's tough, but I, I think that the Dolphins are bad. Um, and I, I, I think that this is a, a prime smash spot for the Ravens, a team that's that's looking looking pretty up. Um, there's two games that I kind of like a, in, in terms of a big dog this week. And I'm going to touch on both of them because I'm probably going to bet both of them. And that's going to be probably it for me this week, as, at least on this podcast. Um, the first one is, and I, I you know, I, I, when I first looked at this, I was like, oh, this is a smash spot for the big spread team, especially coming off after last week. You know, teams, you know, betters are going to kind of be off the scent. Um, but after looking into it, because I was like, I wanted to see what this head coach and Sean McDermott's been the head coach of the Bills for four years. Um, he's split against the Jets for the first three years of his career. The last season, they won two games against the Jets, but they did not win by double digits. These games have always been kind of close. Um, and the Jets, you know, even though they lost last week, they had Mike White kind of I think they would have covered last Thursday night if Mike White was was able to play. Um, but he's coming back but uh, and, and playing in this game. But I just think that that the Jets kind of have like a little refound juvenation about them, rejuvenation about, the, uh, about them. And I think they're ready to compete and keep games close. And historically, like I said, McDermott has not really – covered big spreads against the jets. So I'm going to probably be betting the jets at plus 11 and a half because historically these games have been close. Uh, these are kind of my favorite bets to make in the middle of the season of these big divisional spreads where teams know each other. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for, for teams to cover double digit spreads in the NFL, especially on the road. Um, so I'm going to go with the jets plus 11 and a half over the Buffalo bills um, and the bill, the bills have been, you know, they've been struggling recently. Uh, they haven't looked as explosive and I kind of think that carries over and, and I'm going to, I'm going to bet the home, the home divisional dog here. And the second game, the big spread. I mean, it's not, not a, it's not a huge spread, but it's plus eight. I I'm looking at fading the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off Monday night football against the Detroit lions who are off a bye, which usually there, there's two things happening here. One, just the rest in general helps this team. Two, Mike Tomlin is terrible in this spot. Like as a big favorite, the Steelers are just always, always not performing well. Um, so I think that this is a prime spot to buy not to buy in the lines at 0 8, but just to at least stay competitive in this game. Um, the Steelers just, uh, their offense is still just so anemic. And I, I don't see how this team ekes into the playoffs, but they still might. But I, I just, I, this is just all about buying a Detroit Lions team coming off a of buy, playing a Steelers team on short rest and fading Mike Tomlin in a fade Mike Tomlin spot. So those are my, my three bets really just one and two halves um, with the 
Uh, Denver Broncos minus two and a half, which I love. And then the two dogs, the Jets at plus 11 and a half and the Lions at plus eight. I like that. I think I'm going to bet. I think you can actually get Action Network is telling me that there is a nine and a half and a nine on the Lions at points bet and Caesars respectively. So I see that. So if you so can nine, have, nine and a half. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's wonderful. I, I like that play, actually. Um, the second play that I am looking at, oh, I bet this earlier in the week. I forgot to log it, so here we are. Um, but the second play that I I like want I like I really want to play, I want to take this line. I think that the I hate it because I like the Rams just generally but I want to take the 49ers plus four here against the Rams. McVay has not been very good against Shanahan, even though I don't really think that Shanahan is a great coach. I think maybe it's because Shanahan's like such a not good coach that McVay is like, and he's too good. So it's like you get the opposite. He's like overthinking what the fuck's going on. And since he's overthinking it, it actually benefits Shanahan. Um, so, I mean, look, the 49ers won both games against them last year, and they were underdogs in both. Um, you're getting them, you're getting four points. The line is moving this way. So, you know, the bets are coming in uh, on the Niners. I don't know whether the Niners necessarily win, but. I think with, you know, with this type of spread, with if you're getting four, you're getting it over the key numbers of, you know, three, the three, and then you're getting the push on the four. I don't hate this line at plus four. Um, I also just think that the, the 49ers have been able to, I think they can just hang. Um, they're not, you know, it's entirely possible that they just get their shit kicked in after, uh, you know, after last year and Stafford just goes nuts. But I think that you're able to get the four. Um, I, I think that this could work out for them. Uh, and just the, the matchup just has not been good for McVeigh and Shanahan lately. So I think it's a division game. Take the home dog and uh, go from there. Yeah, I don't I, – I, I like it. I, I Are the Niners really going to go 0-5 at home? I mean, maybe. But, you know. I'm always one, especially this, like in the middle of the season, whatever result throws the like traditional notions of who's a contender and who's not a contender into the biggest flux and like what throws the playoff standings into the biggest flux. Like that's this, that's what I'm betting. So the Niners winning on Monday night, which would not be a big surprise. Like you said, because of just how well Shanahan is, has, has coached against McVay. And just because these are, this is the divisional game um, in a primetime spot. And these NFC West games are usually pretty crazy. Um, you know, the Rams fall into seven and three, the Niners fall into four and five and kind of, you know, I could definitely see that next week saying, you know, Oh, the Niners, how do we write them off? You know, kind of thing. So I like yeah. it. I, just don't, I think it's exact. And like the line feels trappy. Like yes. you look at it and you go, the Rams should beat the crap out of the 49ers. And I'm not trying to overthink it. I'm trying, but, but I am going to overthink it just like Sean McVay. And that's why the Niners are going to cover four, four points here. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I definitely would not bet the Rams in the spot. So that that's, you know, I think that's just what it is. Yeah. So if you know, you gotta, gotta bet it. So, 
<laughs> All right. Those are our, those are our picks for the week. Um, I've been very hot betting NFL, like single games. I think I'm like 10 and one on single game spreads in the last two. Kind of nuts, so. honestly. So um, the only game I lost was Terry convinced me on Sunday morning to bet the Las Vegas Raiders over the New York Giants, which in the, in our call, which we always have a call like an hour before the super contest pick have to go in. I was going through the games and I said, I started to looking at this game with the Raiders, but I do think the giants actually um, are going to win this game and look at me. I'm an idiot. So yeah, should have done it. Yeah. All right. Um, that's it for the NFL producer, Corey, let's bring you in for some pods and Rex. Take us out. So uh, your boy got his booster. Oh, um, how's that? Not as fucking bad as the flu shot, I'm going to tell you. So I got him on the same day. And I asked the lady at CVS, like, should I do both in one arm or split them? And she said, split them. So now I have, like, two useless arms. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm recommending to you is that if you are getting the booster or the flu shot, pack it onto one arm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you may have stronger pain on that arm, but you'll at least have one functional arm. So... It's been like hard to tie my shoes. That's a nightmare, honestly. Yeah. Which arm did you go with? Uh, left side booster, right side flu shot, and I gotta say, the right side is much in much more pain. Dude, that I'm surprised you don't have like just nasty chills and everything else right now. Yeah, I had like a minor headache yesterday. Now this has become the real problem. I had the worst side effects from the second booster. I was like so fucking sick for like i mean it was just one night but like still i was like i was awful yeah i was worried i was getting the 13 hours from hell that i've been hearing about yeah so i don't know how you're doing but you know i i did not do well yeah, with my more of an annoyance and this is again this is a recommendation for a very niche group of people who decide to do both on the same day i guess yeah. Because um, it's about to be too late to get your flu shot. So, you know what? I'll do that instead. I'll recommend you go get your fucking flu shot and not get everybody you come in contact with sick with the fucking flu because it's totally avoidable. Stop being a little bitch, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. What a wreck. Appreciate it. I am going to recommend starting the Christmas season. Whether it's your decorations, whether it is your shopping, whether it is, you know, just breaking out those ugly sweaters. I think that we spend so much money. Like, I'm a big Thanksgiving guy. I love Thanksgiving. Decorating for Thanksgiving is just a lot of brown. So, I mean, like, what are we doing here? Um, not that there's anything wrong with the color brown, but... Christmas, a lot more fun, a lot more lights, whatever. So my thing is you spend all this money on Christmas decorations. Like, what do you get for Thanksgiving? You get maybe a turkey, maybe a pilgrim. Who knows? Christmas, you spend a lot more money on the decorations. Use them, you know, put them up for more than 25 days. Because I'm also one of those, like, I will leave them up after Christmas out of laziness but it doesn't feel the same as before Christmas. So I think that you got to do that. And I also think that if you start buying Christmas presents now, it just hurts the credit card a little bit less. You know, it hurts the bank account less. You start now, you start, you know, it's like, ooh, that's great. And then you don't just give somebody a random impromptu gift. You're like, 
I'm going to save it for later, you know, <laughs> and then uh, you're, you're just in a great spot. Then you, then you have a ton of gifts. You don't really have to stress out about last minute shopping and you can get and capitalize on some good deals. You know, like I bought, I bought these, these really nice, like cold cups or hot cups, whatever. Got them at Costco, $10 for two. Can't wait to give them to my parents. I know they don't listen to the pods. So like it's, I'm not worried about it. Um, you know, but I, I think that you could get shopping done early, you know, so get the deals. You see them. Why not light it up, light your tree, do what you got to do. All right. Very <laughs> impassioned. Um, I'm going to recommend just something simple. Um, and it's upgrading your electronics when they have gone past their useful life. Um, I was like really, really treading water with a Microsoft surface that was like pre-law school I had. So it was like the, for like six, seven years, I had this like little surface uh, pro laptop and it was on its last legs, but you just get used to it. You get complacent and it's like, Oh, you know, this is uh, what, what could really be better. But then, I just upgraded, got a new Surface laptop through work, and the work is just so much easier to do because it's faster. It's not, you know, breaking down. It can handle doing, you know, having multiple tabs open at once. It can handle a Zoom call without really any any hiccups. So I'm just going to say, you know, and I know a lot of people do the same thing with their phones. It's like, oh, I've had this iPhone for the last three years. I should do it. Just do it bite the bullet, do it. You'll be happier at the end. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I started, when we started this podcast, I had a much older computer and have since upgraded and it made editing maybe half the time. Like it took half the time to edit. And I was like, why didn't I do this any sooner? If that shit's on its way out, let it go. Why do you, why are you still billing us for the same amount of time? (laughs) What the fuck is going on here? Uh, my rate's my rate. Go fuck yourself. All right. That's um, fair. <laughs> and I was also helping my parents clean out their basement. There are three old ass useless hard drives just laying around from dead computers and three other units for those computers that were just sitting there. And my dad's like, oh, somebody could use it. And I was like, who the fuck needs a gateway? Nobody is going to turn this thing gateway. Right. I remember the that was the cow one, right? Moo. Yeah, it was a, it was a just a box with the cow prints on it. Yeah, I remember. I remember gateway. I remember. What a time. What a time. All right, thank you for listening to this special Terry List edition of the Oddscast podcast. Uh big week for the NFL. Like I said, this is kind of when you can react kind of look at things a little differently go against the green go against the uh the um sharposphere and uh keep winning some money so we'll see you next week god bless Run away fast as you can
picture of my dick But I'm not too good at that shit I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like the most So I think it's time for us to have Alright, alright. 